Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you for being with me. Uh, let me hear from you by going to our chat line or whatever your questions or comment, comments might be. I could get to them today. I want to do more of a question and answer kind of thing today. It's the last service for the year 2017. That's amazing to me that this is the last day of 2017. So we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. In a few minutes, I'm gonna go through the prayer, the silent prayer with you for about 10 minutes. So get ready for it. Find a chair, something you can sit up in, and we're gonna do the, the prayer in about a few minutes here. All right, get ready. And good morning, everybody here. Good morning. Happy New Year to everybody and their mama. I wish you guys and ladies well this year. Um, this new year coming up, and it's gonna be amazing. I think some great things are going to happen in this year coming. I feel really nice about it, but we'll see. But anyway, uh, today what I want to do, as I said to the audience out there, I want to answer questions, comments, or do's and don'ts for next year. All right, I've learned a lot this year, and so I want to get to some of those things. But first, what I like to do, and you don't have to do it. Those that don't want to do it, don't do it. I want to just go through the silent prayer. Uh, kind of for about five or ten minutes and give you the folks who have not done it a hint of how to do it because a lot of people are asking me about it now and um, so and uh, I just want to give everybody around the world a chance to do it. So what we're going to do for, and this is my New Year's present, one of them, and I want you to start out this year, coming year, right. I want you to start it out with prayer. I encourage you to do that. God said that when you pray to be still and know him, go into your prayer closet, shut up and know him. And when he said prayer closet, it doesn't mean a real closet. Like I've seen people clean out their closets and set up a prayer room in the closet. <laughs> when he's saying go into your prayer closet, he means go within, within you. Be still and know within yourself, not in some room somewhere, even though you can pray in any room you want, but he means go within yourself. When he talks about go in your prayer closet, be still and know God. You got to go within. So what I'm going to have you to do is sit up and just kind of relax first. Just sit straight and relax. Um, I, I encourage you to sit up and pray because what happens once you let go your whole mind and body going to relax. You're just going to relax and all the stress that you've been carrying is going to fall away and, um, and your body may want to go to sleep. Your mind and body will want to go to sleep because you're in a state of relaxation and not stressed out and worried and thinking. So it's best to do it sitting up until you mature get past all this stress, then at some point, if you want to lay down and do it, you can. But I highly recommend sitting up. So I want you to sit up and just let everything go for a minute. Then what I ask you to do is to relax. Just close your eyes and just relax and let your eyeballs just fall back in the socket. So you can, you can have your hands hanging or you can have them on your lap, whatever is comfortable for you, because you're going to let go of everything. Not your will, but God's will. So everybody ready here? All right. So just, just close your eyes and relax. Be still and know God. 
Of ourselves, we can do nothing. And of ourselves, we know nothing. So when you pray out with words, you, you don't know what to pray for. You're just repeating what you've learned. Oh, Lord, help me. Give me this. Give me money. Show me this and show me that. You're just repeating what you're learning. But we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and he will intercede on our behalf, and he knows what to pray for. So I want you to just sit straight up in your chair. You have your hands hanging or on your lap, whatever is comfortable, and just relax. Totally let go. Let go and let God. Let God's will be done and not yours. He knows exactly everything that you need, want, and desire, the perfect things that are for you. So you got to learn to let go. All right, so with your eyes closed, and just allow your eyeballs to fall back in the socket and just relax your tongue, relax in the throat. Just relax. And uh, your whole body just melt. Uh, just kind of become aware from your head and travel down to the tip of your toes. And you may feel a warmth in your body. You might not. You Whatever is happening, just let it happen. Allow yourself to breathe. You have, you were created to breathe naturally. You don't have to force yourself to breathe. So relax and just let yourself breathe. All right? Just totally relax. And just be aware of your insides, just from your head to your neck to your shoulders, all the way down your chest to your stomach, all the way down your legs. Just be aware of that without any effort. No effort. Let go and let God. Let yourself breathe. And I want you to be aware of the noise that's happening around you. Or if it's nothing but silence, be aware of the silence, the quietness. There's beauty in the quietness. It's mind-blowing. But if there, are noise, if there is noise playing around you, people talking or music or whatever, the train going by your house, just be aware of that because those things are happening in the presence of God. It's happening right now, not in the past and not in the future. And you want to be aware of the present. He says, come into my present. I am right here right now, not in yesterday, not in tomorrow. Don't think about yesterday. Do not think about tomorrow. Just you got to learn to be present with God and all will be well at all times. And so with your eyes closed, right in the center of your forehead, where thoughts travel, without, without opening your eyes, without looking up, I want you to just become aware of the center of your forehead, right above your eyebrows. And that's where thoughts come. I mean, that's where they travel through. Thoughts are like the wind. We don't know where they come from or where they go. But instead of being caught up in your head, in those thoughts, you want to stand back and just within your mind's eyes and be aware of those thoughts. No, don't deny them. Do not, uh, do not control them. Do not oppress them. Do not try to hold on to the so-called good ones or the bad ones. Just watch all thoughts coming and going 
And you're going to know that you are not your thoughts. Because it's you looking at the not you. You are not your thoughts. You don't create thoughts. And all of them are set up. They build you up just to let you down. They make you feel good to make you feel bad. They make you feel hopeful, give you hope to take away the hope and cause you to feel hopeless. They create suicidal thoughts and doubt and worry and fear. And they cause you to worry and think about what others think of you. All kinds of stuff. And then they make you feel good. They tell you you're better than this person or that person. Look at you, how wonderful you are. You're smart. You're a king. You're a queen. They're all lies. Because the moment you get caught up in, a, in that, in that very moment or a few minutes later, they'll let you down. And now you don't feel like a queen or a king. <clears throat> so let every thought go. You are not your thought. And just be aware of those. Just let them go, all right? No effort at all. Just stand back in your mind's eyes and look at mind's eyes and look at your th- those thoughts coming and going. Up until now, you've been caught up in them. Uh, trying to live up to them or control them or whatever. From this day forward, I'm asking you to let them go. God's voice is a voiceless voice. He reveals things to you. He doesn't talk to you in your mind, in your head. His voice doesn't sound like your voice or anyone else's voice. Those thoughts are the voice, are the voices of your father, the devil, and his children. Those thoughts, every one of them set you up. So just relax. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to be quiet for one minute, and I just want you to just relax. If you don't see any light or you don't have any thoughts, you only see darkness or you see nothing, just relax in that too. Have no opinion about it. Let God will be done. And if you do this, it's going to, what it does, it slows you down from being lost in your imagination so that the truth can catch up with you and allow you to know that you are not who you think that you are. You're not God and cause you to let go so that God can take over your life. And once that happens, you're locked in. So you got to submit to prayer and I urge you to do it. So I'm going to be quiet for one minute and I want you to just relax. If you get caught up in a thought, just realize it, let it go and just be aware of yourself sitting there. All right. So I'm going to be quiet for a minute. Be aware of the soul of your belly, where you're breathing. Deep down in your soul, just be aware of that. And I encourage you to do this every morning when you first wake up. You can get up and wash your face if you need to. 
rinse your mouth out, go sit and have a prayer time. That silent prayer, so the, the light of God within you can guide you during the day. And then if you get caught up in your head during the day due to the issues of life, the stress and things like that, just take a moment and come back to yourself. Come out of your head. Even while you're talking to others, standing there, you can come out of your thoughts just by realizing you're thinking about something else other than what's being said or what's happening. You're in the past in your mind or in the future in your mind and not present. And just come back. It's just that easy. No big deal. And I want to encourage you to do it every night before bed. It doesn't matter if you're traveling, what's going on. Before you go to bed at night, take time to have that prayer time. Um, You know, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes to start out, and then it'll work itself up on its own. And when you pray, you're going to notice that even at night while sleeping, you will have a peaceful sleep. It's going to be beautiful because you're not lost in your head while you're sleeping. A lot of times, most people or many people get caught up in their imagination even while they're sleeping. And it's just, you wake up tired the next morning. So just do it before bed. And some people want to know, well, how long do I do this? You know, when you first start out, five or ten minutes, all right? And then you grow into it. I do it up to an hour sometimes, sometimes 30 minutes, 45 minutes, or the longest I, I pray is an hour. But I've grown into it. I've been doing this for 28 years or so. So be patient with yourself. Uh, if you have a whole bunch of thoughts and you find yourself sitting and you're lost in all these thoughts, that's beautiful because you're now aware of them and it's the awareness that would cause things to change because that's God it's God who causes you to be aware he allows you to see that you're caught up in them so it's not a failure the devil going to tell you that oh look you're failing you're into your thoughts you're lost don't fall for that don't believe it just let it pass so, uh, so when you're caught up in the thoughts while you're praying no big deal And if you see evil things happening on the inside of you, relax into that too. Let go of the spirit of God will handle it for you. He will take that spirit away from you. But if if you jump up and run or you stop praying or you be afraid or you judge yourself, that spirit will stay with you. It has to get a reaction from you in order to survive. But just be still. You're not going to die but then not you, that spirit inside of you will die. Then you can live. So just let go. Let these words go in one ear and out the other. Practice this. Do it during the day. And it's just going to change. God knows what he has for you. You don't know. Stop stressing with life. Stop trying to will things to be. Stop uh, trying to force things to happen. Just relax and let go. So I want you, that's it, I think. Open your eyes slowly, kind of come out of it, and life is good. So that's the prayer, and we've got to put that on, on the, uh, replace that one with, with the other one we have there. But you've got the technique right now, so if you practice it, it'll become aware. And that's my gift for next year, the silent prayer. Oh, that was nice. Y'all can wake up now.
How was it? Yeah. Was it helpful? Yes. In what way? Do you think it? Well, it just opens you up to the peace that's already there. Yeah. Um, that is uh, not just there. It's 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 your nature. It's 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 who you are. And you and keep it. It's very very simple. Yes. Don't don't let don't let the deceiver deceive yeah, exactly. you about it. The more you let go and let it happen, it's just simple. You, you know uh, what's incredible about that is that, um, and I've been practicing it for quite a while, um, but what's incredible about it when you're sincere about it and when you want to give yourself to that peace and that awareness that's already there is that you really begin to see all the traps. Yes. You can see, you can, you can see, right. it's, the mind is like a, like a clever con artist. When he, if a con artist is clever, you'll think he's a nice guy, you know, you won't, you know, and, he's, and he's slowly stealing your money or whatever, and you think he's a nice guy, but as soon as you realize that he's a con artist, you catch, you catch him at everything yeah. that he says. And, so and, what it is, Satan is pretending to be God. Mm-hmm. And so everything God does, he does it through your mind and try to deceive you as though you're listening to God's voice. He made a promise to God that he's going to deceive every man, woman, and child. Mm-hmm. He's going to destroy them. And so what he does, he's, he's imitating, imitating everything God does. And if you in that fallen state with that anger, you, you start to believe that is uh, God talking to you. And even when you read the scriptures and you learn the scriptures, Satan will quote them yeah. back to you. So let's say that something is happening that you think is bad. And you read or heard someone say, you should tell the devil to get behind you. Mm-hmm. Or, you or you read the Bible where Jesus said to Satan, get behind mm-hmm. me, Satan. So you have people start saying that. And Satan, so when something happens, Satan will say, get behind me, Satan. And you'll say, Sit behind, get behind <laughs> me, Satan. And nothing works. Right, right. Because he's pretending right. to be God. I'd like to really quickly uh, share... Because uh, you're ta- talking about the subject of the mind and how it tricks you, uh, really quickly share a real beautiful joke that I I, I heard and how the mind plays tricks with you. And uh, let's say um, uh, this guy comes in with a with a date, and he's with the girl, fairly decent girl. He, he comes a in. Fairly and, and what? He comes in. He's in a date, and he's with a fairly decent girl. A fairly decent one? Yeah, a fairly decent girl, pretty girl. <laughs> and uh, so he comes in with a date in a restaurant. And he notices that a beautiful girl, sexy girl, is looking at him. And his mind's telling him, she likes you. She likes you. Why don't you go with her and have the courage to, and, and, and ask her out? You know, she likes you. So then you say, you know, you're having second thoughts. He goes, come on. He goes, you're not a man. You know, she's the one that you... Make you, a long story short. She's the one that you really want. So anyways, you go there and then you, you, you sneak out and you go, you're, hey, you know, you, you ask her, hi. And she goes, and she tells you, I really don't want to get bothered. Can you please get away from me? And then your mind will say, why did you do that? Yeah, that's right. It'll judge you. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, now it's you crazy. feel stupid yeah. and everything. <laughs> and now you tell yourself, I would never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hilarious. That's a perfect example. That's why you got to stop you. listening to the mind. It's not your friend at all. Um, any other questions about the prayer? Yes, ma'am. You've been what? Feeling this way for a while now. Uh When I do my prayer, I feel like pressure 
and and then I feel this. I hear these thoughts like, I want to scream and run out. Oh yeah. So while you're sitting in prayer, you feel pressure, and you hear the thoughts, and you want to scream and run away from the prayer. Yeah. Right. Don't do it. Just sit there and go through it. It's not me though. Right. Yeah. I feel it's something that's. Don't want to come out. Well, what it is, in that fallen state that we are in until we are born again, you have a different spirit that's driving you, and it's a spirit of death. And it doesn't want to die. It knows that if you ever calm down and allow the spirit of God to take over, that it has to leave because it cannot live in the same place as the spirit of God. The darkness and the light cannot live together. They can't dwell together. And so if you calm down and allow it to happen, it knows it has to depart from you. So that's why it screams and it carry on because that light within is shining on it. And it feels like it's you because it's in your mind and body. So it feels like you, but it's not you. That's why you have to be willing to go through it. God said we have once to live, once to die, and once to live. And once that thing get away from you, then you can live. I feel like almost like it's saying, you're going to die. You're going to die. Yeah, well, it's going to die, but it's trying to make you think it's you. But go through it. Allow yourself to go through it. God is with you. All right? Um, I want to, you know, I want to just kind of, sh- anybody have any questions or anything? So you can relax. This is the end of the year, the last day, the church day. So whatever question, even online, Whatever questions or comments you might have, that's what this is for today. Yes, sir. Just want to relate a story incident. Uh, incident when I uh, prayer uh, pray one time at church, I was uh, in uh, I was meditating on what you uh, on your sermon, and I began to know something. Uh, I was beginning to shake. Uh, my body began to shake uh, slightly. Shake. Shake. You may or may not notice it, but I was, uh, but I was beginning to uh, shake like something. It didn't want to want to be still. Yeah. I was wondering if that was at time. Is that some normal condition when you start uh, when you um when you pray uh, pray and then something something wouldn't accept being still in you. One thing I want to tell you: when you're in prayer and whatever is happening, don't try to figure out what's happening. Because you're still playing God. God will reveal to you all things that you need to know. And so if you're sitting there, you start shaking, just be still. Let it happen. And don't worry about it. Yeah, don't get into trying to figure it out. Right. Thanks very much. You're welcome, buddy. Yes. Yes, sir. It seems to me that once you're born again, there would be no reason to meditate anymore. Why would that seem to you? Well, because there's no negative forces there. You're in a meditative state if you're born again, aren't you? Um, All the the time. Have you been born again? Uh, No. And so how how did you come up with that idea then? Just thinking about it. Yeah. Don't get into thoughts like that. Satan's setting you up. And I'm glad you said it because Satan said that to you. You want to have no... Uh, perception of false idea of what salvation is like because Satan doesn't know and you don't know the only way we'll know is once we are born again and we're guided by it so don't, don't let him deceive you like that that makes sense? Sure. 
Yeah. So all see, he he comes in all kinds of ways. Uh, I can say something about salvation, and and it'll stick in your mind, and seem to have you saying that down the road as though you got it. That's why I don't want you to listen to any thoughts at all. He is so wickedly clever in how he deals with the mind. And on everything, he's pretending to be God. And so when you made that statement, the hearer will say, oh, that's, that's interesting. You know what I'm saying? And now they'll be saying it and thinking that's how it is. And then you don't know that's how it is. You either read it or heard somebody say it or Satan just told you that. And he'll deceive you too. Pay no mind to what happened in your, I mean, give no life to what's happening in your thoughts. I'm telling you, every thought is a setup. Everyone. It's best to wait and see. And Satan doesn't know the mind of God. I don't know the mind of God. You don't know. It has to be revealed to you. Your, your thought cannot understand the things of God. But very good. I'm glad you said that. Yes, sir. Also, um, Jesus, who is our example, um, all through his ministry, he would sneak off and get some prayer time in. Yeah. You know, get some. Yeah, yeah. So if he was doing it, you know. Yeah. He, uh, I can't imagine not praying, not having that one-on-one connection with my uh, father. So that's why I don't want you to pay any attention. Just wait and see. Wait and see. Did you have a question, James? Okay. Why y'all? It seems so quiet in here today. Y'all went out and got drunk last night. Oh, uh, that's what it is. Yes. You're right. Yes. Otto he Noom. said it's a meditative state in case you didn't hear him on mic. Otto Noom is asking, I have a question. When I meditate, I often start crying. Does that mean I get caught up too much in my thoughts? Or is it a sign I'm processing emotions that I haven't paid enough attention to? I would, if you don't know what it is, don't attach anything to it. Just allow whatever happened to happen and don't define it. Human nature want to always define things. And you're hurting yourself by doing that. When God wants you to know what's happening, it's going to be clear and no doubt. So I don't know why you're doing that. And if you don't know, leave it as that. And don't let the devil tell you you're failing, you're too emotional, you're too this or too that. Pay that no mind. And allow yourself to go through it and it'll pass. All right? Real good question, though. I, I want you this year, coming up, starting today, to have no relationship with thoughts. Just observe them and don't believe them. And I want to give you a couple of examples of why. Um, oh, let me tell you this. We, my biblical question uh, this week on the radio show was, um, Jesus said, unless you're born again, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And so the question was, how do you know when you are born again? How do you know when you're born again? Anybody heard the show? Yeah. I did. Okay. You did, you did, and you did. So... Let me ask you, how do you, have you been born again? Yes. You've been born again? Oh, okay. So you say yes? Yes. You have been born again. Yes. And how do you know? Because you begin to look at your thoughts and who you think you are from the side from which you are. And um, you, 
under, you understand that that is, that is who you are and you enter into uh, a silence and that silence begins to change you. It begins to wear away the fake you and you no longer trust the fake you. You've seen that it's only brought misery into your life and every day you're more willing to empty yourself out and, or allow the awareness to empty you out and you begin to lose your desires for the world. I mean for everything. You no longer are interested of hanging out with your friends and for a moment you're not, you know, you, you, you don't you, it's, it's, it, you, it's, it's, it's real difficult to explain because again the mind begins to want to interpret uh, things that, that are very hard to, to explain but one thing that I've noticed that's been happening to me is that is that I begin to, I'm, I'm starting to really feel uh, happy just being by myself. I've always felt that. It was that hard for you to be alone? It was hard for me to be alone in the sense that I felt that there's a party going on, something, that, there's something that's going on. party over here. Huh? Party over here. Yeah. So now, now, <laughs> now I, I really enjoy my, my quiet time, and I seek my quiet. I don't necessarily have to be, I find a lot of time the conversations I have with people that not like this, it's just very, very empty. But yet, you know, it's just like, I, you know, I, I, I listen to them, talk about nothing, and I have my peace, but I don't want to engage that. I don't, you know, it, it, there's no desire for that. And, and in fact, I go to periods now where, where days and where it gets real dry. I, feel, I have this bleak sensation, a bleak feeling that, that it, it doesn't say, it's not necessarily meaningless, but I know that that's just a phase that, that I'm passing through because the next day, this flow, there's feelings of, of, of superfluous energy feelings passing through me and where it's like happiness and, and you know, it's, it's, it seems like it's outside of me, but, but it's not outside of me. I realize that, that that is who I am. It's always been who I am. Okay. But I've been veiled from that, from, from, from this uh, other trauma in my life. So, so, so being born again to me is, 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 is identifying yourself with the other side, so to speak, which is you, and being there that being there and, 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 and being not, not being moved from that. Yeah. I'm laughing because somebody went by on a skateboard. <laughs> it was real loud from outside. Interesting. Yeah. Anybody else been born again? How do you know? None of you guys? Nobody else? Oh, just one saved soul here. You, you have? Did you raise your hand? Oh, okay. Don't be afraid. It's not a test. You don't fail here. You don't get a uh, a or B or anything. <laughs> James, did you just have a chill feel? Yeah. Is it? Uh, I saw James do this. <laughs> you ever done that? It's like, like a chill feel. He was like. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, sir. Uh, you well, been, how, how do you you say you have been born again? Yes, I have. And how been. do you know? Well, first, in the classic sense, I was baptized in the Baptist church and so forth. So I was I was told I was born again. And, they told you that. Well, yeah. Who told you that? The, everybody <laughs> and their mama. <laughs> everybody and their mama. Yeah. And you believed it? 
Well, yeah, it's how, how I was taught, how I was raised. Right. So, yeah. Oh, okay. No, in I, a classic sense. I went through that when I was younger, too, so I knew what you're talking I'm messing right. with you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it, it, he this, said, everybody and their mama told me. <laughs> but it, it, I guess the new way that I know I'm, I'm born again somewhat is is that I'm no longer kind of what he, the gentleman just said earlier. Right. Where I no longer get attached to external things. I bet that feels good and free, too, right? It does, but well, I don't want to get, just say yes and that's it, yeah. Because <laughs> so I want to move a little faster. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I feel freer. You feel freer? I feel freer. Oh, okay. From everything else around me. Free from what? Free from emotionality. Free from the world, in, in a way. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. All free. right. Did you raise your hand, Mary? Me? Uh, no, I, I didn't. I think you raised your hand. No, Talk about you been born again. No, I'm kidding. I'm say I'm born again. No, no. Uh, did I see your hand? Okay, right here. So you say you've been born again? Yes. And how do you know? Because I'm not the same person I used to be. Meaning what? The dead man that was here is here no more. I can't hear you. I said the dead man that was here is here no more. And what I'm does in that his mean? place. Well, I have been liberated from anger, um, the desire to do evil. And I overcome everything with the power of God. It's an easy way to explain it. So okay. That's, that's about it. Interesting. Anybody else? Okay, so I guess the rest of you have not been born again. Yes, James. So what I want to do is just kind of, because it was so interesting on the radio when I asked the question, and we get calls from, as you say, everybody and their mama. And it was very, very interesting feedback. And I appreciate that. I learned a lot from it. So that's why I'm talking about it for a minute. And there's some other stuff I want to get to, too. Go ahead, James. Mrs. Esteban Selena is... Mrs. who? Esteban. Oh. Not that one. Oh, not that Esteban. He's waving like Selena. this. She's asking, what's the difference between being born again, saved, and returning to the Father? Those three <laughs> that's a good question. They're all supposed to mean the same. Yeah, they all, it's just people using different terminology for it, but it's supposed to all mean the same. Um, let me tell you what happened to me. And I've, some of you already know this, but so about 28 years ago now, maybe 29, I had, you know, been going to church. And like you said, I had been baptized and people told me I was saved and that I was born again. But I didn't didn't seem like I was. Because I had fear and doubt and worry. I didn't feel like a man, meaning that I didn't have self-control. And didn't know what I wanted to do in life. And it was bad, even though I was going to church, paying tithe. And my last church that I was attending at the time was Crenshaw Christian Center here in L.A. And they were teaching the Bible really well, the scriptures, you learn the scriptures. And, but I still didn't have the peace. You know, while I was at church, I had it, listening to the preacher. But the moment I walked out, things would come back upon me. And so finally, I asked God to, you know, like, let me see myself. I, don't, I can't see myself. I don't understand what's going on. And I was tired of living the way I was living with all that conflict and stuff. And so long story short, God allowed me to see one day. After I asked, he allowed me to see the darkness that was inside of me. And it was not like a night darkness. It was like a wicked darkness it reminds me of sometimes when you're sleeping and if you go to bed, you haven't prayed or you go to bed with something on your mind. It's like this dark thing just kind of 
fly into your room. Anybody ever had that? It's like a ghost or something, but it's dark black one. It's that kind of spirit. And, so, and when I saw that, I'm like, wow, I didn't know I had that in me. That's crazy. You know, I was stunned. And then um, God allowed me to see that. The reason I was that way, because I had this resentment for my parents. I resented my mother who had turned me away from my father. And I had a deep yearning for my father. And so uh, another time I sat down to pray because I was just fed up with living that way. And I heard someone saying, when you pray, just be still and know God. And so I went home and I sat still. And right away I can see. I can see that I had that anger. And that anger was holding me back from God. It was holding me back. And so I went and forgave my parents. And matter of fact, the moment I saw it, I was free from it, to be honest. But I went and forgave them. I had a talk with them and apologized for being angry. And my whole world changed. And what happened to me as a result of being born again that I did not know that would happen. And I don't hear anybody else saying it. It's so weird. Well, I saw a movie the other night with Paul and he mentioned this. But the one thing that happened that I didn't know about but had heard about but didn't put much into it is that I was allowed to see. And I didn't know that you could see. And now I can see. And seeing cannot be put in words. It's, it's, you see in ways that you don't see with your eyes. Your eyes deceive you. But this other way of seeing, you see the reality of what's going on. And you start to grow in that, in that insight. You start to grow. And you mature and you see, you see little simple things that you normally would miss. For an example. And so like years went by and I matured in ways that I never imagined. It's so weird. And so he brought me into the kingdom. He first returned me to my earthly father. My earthly father and I became one. So I got my soul back from him. And then through him, I was able to go back to God. And he gave me perfect. He allowed me to see. He gave me perfect peace. He also took away my desire to make my own life happen. You know, he allowed me to see that of myself, I know nothing. And of myself, I could do nothing. And he caused me to accept that. And it's perfect when you accept that. Because there's no more stress, no more worry, no more competition, no more fear, no more doubt. It's never you think you have enough or don't have enough. None of that. It's all gone. But the most important thing is I can see. Whereas before I could not see. And again, I can't, there are no words to express seeing. If I tried to express it, it would deceive you. But I could see, and I didn't know you could see. Matter of fact, I didn't know I was asleep. You know, you hear people say you're asleep, right? But I didn't know what that meant until I was allowed to see. And I really was asleep. And I, and, and I started thinking, and this guy called my radio show this week. He was like, Jesse, I've been listening to you, a white guy. I really like it. And I didn't know that I didn't know these things. You know, how do you, if you don't know what you don't know, if you don't know you're asleep, how do you deal with something you don't know? And I was thinking the same thing when I woke up, when he caused me to wake up. I'm thinking, wow, I didn't know this. So how am I supposed to deal with it if I don't even know about it, if I don't know about it, right? But I realized just the fact that I started to focus on myself 
instead of on the preacher and on anybody else. I want to know why. That's how I realized that we are being used by black people, Jesse Jackson, and all those people, because I started to think, wow, if if the white man is holding me back because I'm black, why is he not holding Jesse Jackson back and the NAACP and Louis Farrakhan? Those people are like rich as you want to be. They live behind gated fence, fences. Their kids are going to the best schools. They get the best job. They're all black. And that's what I realized. So I started, what, what, what caused me to get away, to wake up? I started to ask questions about my life. I was frustrated. I didn't want to live that way. And I had read that if you believe in God, you're supposed to have peace. Life is not supposed to be the same. And it wasn't happening. So that was the beginning. But anyway, this caller said, well, how do you know if you don't know that this is happening? You've been brainwashed to read the Bible, quote scriptures, and say that you're a Christian. So you're doing the best to be one, right? But you got to start focusing on yourself. The beginning of salvation is to know thyself. And so I woke up and he allowed me to see. And I want to give you something, a few examples that I have matured into. And they're they silly examples, but very small, but good examples. Number one, and these are just some new things that just happened this week, and one happened last week, I think. But it helped me, because it's fresh on my mind, I can use it. I have a a friend of mine who uh, hired a contractor to do a job for for him. And so the contractor said, okay, I'll do this job for this amount of money, and then I'll have it done in three days. But then my friend told the contractor, oh, I give you seven days. I'll give you seven days. And right now I'm like, why would you give him seven days? If you give a person seven days, you automatically change everything. And that his mind and body going to adjust to seven days because the three day pressure is gone to get it done. And lo and behold, now it's 10 days and the job is not done. But what was interesting is my friend, when I said that to him, he like, oh, yeah, that's a strategy, too, to, to, you know, not tell him seven days, but to give him three days. But I wasn't thinking strategy. I'm thinking about human nature. And I know that if you it's like giving a welfare check to someone and say, I need, you know, I expect you to work in 10 days. When 10 days come, the last thing they want to do is work because the mind, you change the course of everything. And I told him, I said, you changed the course of everything when you did that. You changed his mind because the guy probably could have gotten the job done in three days because that's what he promised. He saw you as a tough person because you said okay to that. But when you said, oh, no, I give you seven, the guy like, this this is a weak person. I can tell you however long I want, even if he didn't say it out loud. It, I'm telling you, spiritually, it changes things. You could do that to your children. I see that with my employees. If I don't be on them and make them do it then, it, it's going to take forever to do it. But if they know I'm expecting it happening at a certain time, they do it. It's a spiritual thing. It wasn't a strategy. But he said, oh, no, yeah, I understand that strategy. I wanted to slap him. It, I'm like, this ain't no strategy. This is human nature. And so I was like really surprised. Wow, I can really see that. And I knew, I knew that I could not see that on my own because I would have thought like my friend thought, oh, it was just another strategy. But it was just so clear what had happened. 
you changed the mind when you did that. And now my friend like, oh, I said, what are you going to do now? I'm going to have to hire another company. It changed everything. But I guarantee you, had he not done that, the job would have been done in three days. Isn't that amazing? And I'm using that one as an example because it's happening in your life all the time, and you don't see it if you're living in darkness. You don't see how the deceiver is causing you to have a harder life or rougher life than what you normally would have because of that. Isn't that amazing? And I couldn't see that before. Another thing that happened. Um, oh. Um, James did his radio show today without Esteban and Joel. <laughs> and one thing that he said on the radio show that was so profound, he just shouted to me. Uh, he said that Jesse uh, asked me that I still want to do the show after the other two guys had gotten fired. Well, not fired, but yeah, fired. And, um, and, I, and James said, I took the opportunity because one time I heard Bill O'Reilly say, whenever an opportunity comes, take it. And that was like so true. And I hear a lot of people say, I asked God for something, he didn't give it to me. Or I asked God for something, and I waited, 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 and didn't come. Or I asked the Lord to help me, and when the Lord does help, because it doesn't look like what your mind wanted to look like, you reject it. You let it go because you got another mindset by listening to your father, the devil, rather than taking that opportunity and going with it. And don't worry about how far you can see. All you're concerned about is right here, right now with this opportunity. And don't get into the future of it because you don't know. One thing leads to another one. And our life is set up like that. Already set up like that. One thing leads to another. But Satan got your mind and he makes you deviate, thinking that this is not it, or have some excuse. And so I'm like, wow, that's so powerful. And so what happened was I thought about someone else that I had asked if they wanted to do the show with James. I said, okay, would you like to do the show with James? James. And this person said, no, a black person. No. I said, why not? I don't like James. James too religious or something, he said. And I'm looking at the person, I'm thinking, this is so stupid. This is another person. If James is religious and I'm not religious, that's a perfect setup. Isn't that like a perfect setup? I get on that show and just wipe James out every, every day. <laughs> every Sunday with his little religious stuff. If I think I'm not religious, you know what I'm saying? But he made a judgment in the darkness of his imagination and that judgment prevented him from taking advantage of an opportunity given to him by God. Because it didn't look the way he thought it should look. It's not with the person he thought it should be with. It's not a perfect setup in his mind. He rejected it. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing to me. Y'all still in a meditative state, huh? Um, <laughs> to me, that was so mind-blowing. And so let me tell you why I was so mind-blowing. Because when God caused me to wake up, the one thing as far as I can tell, I've gone with every opportunity that has come my way so far. And it's just been amazing how one thing leads to another. For example, I had, um, when I first started out, 
Mary, give me some water. My mouth is dry here. When I first started out, um, well, about 28 years ago, someone told me, because I had thought about doing a radio show, you know, to get the message out about what's really wrong. And so I talked to this person about it, and they said, no, nah, you can never be a radio talk show host. And I was like, why? <laughs> he said, because of your speech impediment. You can never be a radio talk show host. I said, oh, that's interesting. And a few years later, that very same person hired me to do a radio show. Isn't that something? Out of nowhere, hey, Jesse, would you like to do a radio show with me? I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, I'm serious. And I'm thinking, wow, isn't that amazing? This is the same person that told me I could never do one years later asking me to do one. So I packed my bag and went and did a radio show. And it was so good. It was very challenging, but I grew so much from that. And then, uh, uh, and, and, and then there was a, uh, and so one thing led to another one. And now I got my own radio show doing my own thing years later, but I needed that opportunity to happen, and I needed to grow through those things to get to. I had no idea that I'd be doing what I'm doing today years ago. But just imagine what would happen had I had my own thing that I wanted to do and said, no, I'm not going to do a radio show with you. I'd be picking cotton again somewhere. <laughs> and I'm saying all this because you got to stop listening to the devil. He doesn't want you to take the path that's already been created for you. He wants you to go this wide road thinking you know what you want rather than that straight and narrow path and just take one day at a time, one moment at a time, one issue at a time, and just deal with it. But if you don't wake up, you're not going to see that. Any questions about that? And not only have I, you know, I have my own radio show, I have my own TV show now, and over 50 million homes, uh, Monday through Friday, but I've done debates on Fox, and I'm not bragging, I just want you to know what happens when you wake up. And don't listen to the devil. You know, debates on Fox News and CNN, all over the place, speeches. And I've had people tell me, Jesse, you are uneducated, but I know that you blow the educated people out of the water. You just deal with them. And the reason for that is because of the awakening that took place. And when I'm debating people, I'm not in competition with them. I just want to put the truth out there. And they are intellectually trying to do things. And the intellect of God is greater than the intellect of the world. And it's inside of all of us to be that way. It really, really is. I remember once I was working for a major radio station, another radio station, and they really liked it. Show was growing fast. And they offered me a contract, and I couldn't sign it. I read it, showed it to my attorney. I could not agree on the contract, and they couldn't believe I couldn't agree on that contract. I'm like, no, I'm not going to take this one. And then later on, I, I was so glad I did because they went out of business and ended up in jail. Isn't that amazing? And I'm telling you this so you can wake up, folks. God loves you. He just doesn't love you the way you are. And he'll let you back into the kingdom if you repent. If you let that anger go, he'll draw you back in and your life will start to work. And there's nothing like what you can imagine. Nothing like that. And I, I just want you to know, so this is my New Year's my old year ending thing for you. So I want you to do, I urge you to do the prayer. And when people don't like you, you're going to be okay with that too. I call my, one of my good friends that I grew up with. She's my, the same cousin I mentioned earlier. 
And I said, well, how did you like the show? She watched me on Newsmax for the first time. So I said, well, how did you like the show? Uh, you talk about black people too much. You're white now. Tell me I have turned white. I said, I'm not turned white. I'm dealing with what's right, not white. And she could not accept that. She thinks I'm attacking black people. And I asked, well, am I wrong about anything? She couldn't tell me anything. And she really liked me. We grew up close. But she can't see what I see. You got to wake up. Yes, sir. Forrest, did I see your hand? Uh, yeah. Okay, yes, sir. And then right here. Um, I spent the majority of my life as a person with little confidence in myself and uh, a lot of fear the way I was raised. Yes. But in recent years, I have put myself in a position to really be challenged from the standpoint of me taking on lots of people and debates and so forth. And I suddenly realized this last year. Yeah, the people not hearing you on the mic, keep it up to your mouth. And go really fast because we're running. I got about two minutes left here. Oh, okay. Uh, I realized that last year, people started asking me a lot of questions, and what rolls out of my mouth is something that displays to me that I can actually see, and see clearly. And I'm thinking, who said that? It came out of my mouth. And so, I don't know if that's a question or not, Okay. but... Uh, that's what it is. I don't know if there's words to put into it. You know, I'm, I'm just, that's, that's my experience. Okay. The one thing I want to add real fast, and then I'll take yours fast, and then I'll end. One thing I want to add, the kingdom of heaven life is like a return into the Father and becoming a child again, knowing that the Father got your back. It reminds me of Jack and his wife, daughter. How old is she now, Jack? Six and a half or so. So I'm in there. She come into the room with her mother. And I hear the two of them talk. I was in the bathroom, but I could hear the two of them talking. It was like two adults talking. And she's six years old, and she's just having it. And I was thinking, I thought it was Jack's sister. And she's just mature and just relaxed. And you can see she's not stressed out. She's not worried. She's just living her life. Well, that's what the kingdom of heaven is like. When you return to the Father... And you can't make yourself return. He draws you unto him. The thing you got to do is see that you're in a fallen state, meaning that you have an anger and you know that that is wrong to have it. He would do the rest and he would draw you back unto him. You would become his son or daughter, his child again. Then you can live your life. And, and so in living as a child, you don't have any expectations at all. It's nothing what you can imagine and you see that your father is taking care of you in all things. Even when you do something stupid, it doesn't bother you anymore because you know your father is not going to yell at you. He's not going to put you out. He's not going to call on the phone and tell everybody. He just show you how to correct it and you keep moving forward. And most people haven't had a good earthly father and they don't know that. But the father, the relationship with God is the same relationship when you have a good father. A man who loves God with all the heart, soul, and might, and you are one with your earthly father. And that's what it's like when you're with God. 
That's why you got to return to your father. And most people haven't had a father and child relationship. So they have no idea what that is like. And so they see God the way they see their earthly. Well, I don't know how they see God. In a crazy way. They don't see God in the right way. He's just your father. He created you. He loved you. He is your father and he will take care of you. That's all he needs. Isn't that amazing? Uh, did, I, did I? Yes, real fast. Sorry to be rushing you. You actually just answered it, Jesse. I was going to ask you what the kingdom of heaven meant. I, I, I grew up thinking that, was, that meant heaven. After you die, you can't end <laughs> kingdom of God? Is that kingdom of God or kingdom of... Kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God is the same thing as kingdom of heaven. Right, but you just explained it. So, thanks. It's like a return to... A return back home. It's like you're out there lost in the darkness and Satan is your father. He's your stepfather. And you believe in him and he got your life all messed up. But when you realize that you return to the kingdom of heaven within, you just went back home to your daddy. That's all happened. And now you're under control of your daddy. And your daddy is always doing what's right and good and best for you. But you allowed him to work through you. You're following his instructions rather than having your own. Isn't that amazing? So, my, let me see, did I talk about everybody? Where your whole job thing? Yeah. So my hope is that you do the prayer, starting today, Stay with the prayer. Read the scriptures a little bit, but not to remember them. Don't hold on to them. All right. And the Holy Spirit inside of you will reveal all things to you. And it's very simple. A simple life. It really is laid back. And kind of what you were talking about is a laid back, simple life. And it changes by itself. You can't change anything. Your relationship with the world, your relationship with people, with money, places and things. You can't change that. He will change it because you're back home to your father and he handles all that. All right. So I want to I got to do a wedding. You guys are going to have to stay for a quick wedding right here. It's going to be real fast. Do y'all love each other? You probably do the right thing. They're going to say yes. And we're out of here. So I got to end it so we can do a wedding. Uh, are they here, Jack? They're not even here. Are they black? The couple is not here. But anyway, Merry Christmas to you, and, and, and I really, really wish you a good year coming up. But do the prayer, let go and let God, and your world will change. All right? We have counseling. We have the best counseling services on this side of heaven. So if you need counseling, call us up. Uh, go to rebuildingtheman.com slash church to get the information. We counsel with people all over the world. Most of the time, you only need one session, maybe two. Uh, we need your support, of course, your donations and tithes and offerings. You can call 800-411-BOND or go to rebuildingdemand.com slash church. Make a donation. And I really do wish you well. Yes, James? Men's forum. Oh, yeah. We have our men's forum this Thursday night already, next week, or the day of Sunday this week. Every first Thursday night is for men only at 7 p.m. men's forum. And then... Third Thursday night of the month is for ladies only, and then church service for everybody and their mama. All right, so we are having our forum this coming Thursday night at 7 p.m. So Happy New Year. Don't forget us. Be safe. And I want to wish everybody here again Happy New Year, and I wish you well. All right? Okay. <laughs>